to Alumni Conversations. What you're about to hear is a Facebook Live conversation that took place between members of our Laterno community and our alumni. These bi-weekly conversations dive into stories from our time as students at Laterno University and the years that followed. Originally founded by R.G. and Evelyn Laterno in the mid-1940s, Laterno University is a comprehensive institution of Christian higher education, where educators engage learners to nurture Christian virtue, to develop competency and ingenuity in the professional fields, to integrate faith and work, and to serve the local and global community. We claim every workplace and every nation is our mission field, and so Laterno University graduates are professionals of ingenuity and Christ-like character. They see life's work as a holy calling with an eternal impact. Welcome to Alumni Conversations. So today I'm excited to sit down with Bill Kennedy, one of our graduates who uh, works for or actually owns and is president of the San Franciscan Roaster Company, and we'll learn more about that here in a little bit, and with Vincent Purvis, who is connected to our very own Silver Grizzly Espresso Company here in town. I want to tell you a little bit first, though, before we do that, about the entrepreneurial program here at Laterno University. So the entrepreneurial program, again, is based out of our School of Business, and the entire focus is, as a Laterno education broadly is, is focused on hands-on experience. And so our students work with business leaders and work in teams to develop business plans. I encourage you to go to our website, www.letu.edu slash business. It'll take you to the School of Business, click on the drop-down menu, that sub-menu there, and click on the entrepreneurial experience. And you get to hear and learn more about that, but also see winners from the last few years, the student projects that have won. In fact, our plans that won from spring 2020 were both coffee plans, which is kind of a fitting thing for today's conversation. And in addition to that, you'll get a sense of the alumni and the business leaders that our students get to work with and hear from throughout their time in that program. So if you are interested in business, if you're interested in entrepreneurial programs, or you know a high school student who is, this is a great program to be a part of, and I encourage you to check it out. Well, it is my joy today to get to speak with two of our alumni who are involved in uh, and have been involved in their own businesses and, and get to hear from them. And so let me go ahead and introduce them to us today. Our first guest today is Bill Kennedy. He's a 1985 industrial management graduate. Uh, during his time at Laterno, Bill lived in dorm 4A and dorm 4, uh, some of those Second World War barracks that our students worked and lived in. But also during his time while he was here, he got to see the Trinities built. So maybe in Penn Hall and ELH. And he was part of that first class that got to work, live in maybe Hall. So for those of you living in maybe Hall today who think, oh man, this is some of the older dorms. Well, for Bill, it was the brand new dorm and he got to experience the luxurious life of maybe Hall. Uh, during his time here, uh, he was involved in the Automotive Society, the Amateur Radio Club. Uh, he was on the college wrestling team for two seasons. He was a student on the Yellow Jacket newspaper team. He was a member of Student Senate, and he was a chairman of the Spiritual Life Committee. Bill was one of those who, who jumped in and plugged in and got involved. He'll tell you that his journey at Laterno wasn't exactly what he expected it to be, but he certainly poured in the university while he was here, and we're so thankful that he's part of our story. Well, Bill's journey after Laterno took him through a software company in Dallas, involvement with Youth with a Mission, on to public education on the West Coast for 20 years, 10 years as a teacher, and then 10 years as an administrator in a middle school. And then from there, uh, in 2007, right around 13 years ago, he got involved in the specialty coffee business. In 2008, he purchased the San Franciscan Roaster Company, and it was a company that was about to close its doors, and Bill took it on and rebirthed it, redesigning their roaster and relaunching it into what has now become one of the leading roasting manufacturer companies across the nation with a global following and 25 employees. So I'm excited to have Bill here, but perhaps for me, one of the most 
the funnest things, uh, the most enjoyable things about having Bill join me is that I got to have his daughter, Sadie Kennedy, in class. Bill has six children, three of which are currently on campus with me right now. Um, and so it was a joy to get to meet Bill and, and his wife, Pasha, 24 years last month when they brought the kids to campus. So, Bill, welcome. Thanks for joining me today. Well, thanks for having me. This is a, this is a fun opportunity. And to think 40 years ago when I was a freshman that I'd be doing this in this kind of a format and venue, this this is... <laughs> This would have all been Dick Tracy stuff. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. No kidding. Yeah. It's such a fun thing. And then, you know, one of the, the benefits I think that comes out of the, the COVID-19 period is we're kind of getting to experiment and, and play with things that we've never done before just because we've had the time to do it. So thanks for joining Exactly. Me. Exactly. Well, our second guest today joining Bill and I is Vincent Purvis, a 2012 marketing graduate. While attending Laterno, Vincent was a resident of Dorm 41 and participated in student activities, the Melios, Hootenanny, the American Marketing Association, and was a founding member of the Laterno Rugby Club. So if you're a, a member of our rugby club watching this or, or catching it later, you have Vincent to thank for that getting started, and we're excited that that's still going on. After Laterno, Vincent accepted a job at Stemco here in Longview, where he currently serves as product manager. Vincent is a founding owner of the Silver Grizzly Espresso Company, a specialty coffee shop founded in 2016 in downtown Longview, to be primarily a place that brings Longview, our community, together through providing remarkable hospitality. And I got to tell you, it's one of my favorite places in town to spend time, spend a morning, and spend an afternoon. Well, Vincent runs the back-end uh, operations and finance functions for Silver Grizzly, and on Friday nights, you can find him serving coffee from behind the bar most Friday evenings. So check him out. Take a, take a visit and say hi to Vincent in person then. I'm going to bring Vincent in. Vincent married his wife, Laura, uh, one year after Silver Grizzly Espresso opened. So they're celebrating their 30th anniversary. And they live here in Longview with two massive dogs, Samson and Delilah. One thing that's worth noting, Vincent married um, one of our admissions counselors, Laura, and she uh, worked with our students for several years here. So if you're on campus or you came to campus and graduated as a result of that relationship, uh, <laughs> you have a connection in that way. So Vincent, so glad you're here with us today. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, glad to be here. Good to see Bill and good to see you guys' faces. It's cool. It's, it's been a lot of fun. And I am, guys, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm so excited because we get to delve into engineering. We get to delve into entrepreneurship. We get to delve into relationships in this conversation. And I'm excited. So let's start. We, we always start with our time at Laterno. So let's start with a memory from your time at Laterno. I know you've got plenty of them, but is there one memory in particular that maybe for you is just that defining moment of what your time here was like? Or it's just like, man, when I think back, that's the memory that jumps out in my mind. Uh, you know, for me, I was uh, I started out at, in electrical engineering, and I came down for a preview, and so I I got to sit in uh, a Dr. Graff's uh, circuits class, and uh, he it was on a Friday where he always gave his pop quiz on Friday, and I sat there down there between a couple of guys, and so the pop quiz happened, and then he went through the solution, and. What happened after that is the guy on my right was all excited and he said, look to the guy on my left because they're buddies and I just was between them. And he said, praise the Lord. He was so happy he got it. I was always impressed how central the Lord was to all of the culture there at Laterno because I've been to other other schools that seemed to have a, a at least Christian in name, and I, it just wasn't there. But you know, upon deciding to put my kids there too, I wanted them to have, to have the same experience I did, and I was really amazed at the, the culture 
uh, had so many similarities and fun things that, that brought joy to my heart when I was there 40 years ago and that they're getting to enjoy them now. I was really pleased, really pleased. I love that. It's always encouraging, Bill, to hear from alumni who say, yeah, campus is different. There's new buildings. Things have changed. But there's so much that's still the same. And so as a, as a father who's investing in your kid's education as alumni, that does my heart good to hear that there are just some core things there that are still true from your time. So awesome. Thanks for sharing. Vincent, what jumps out to you from your time here? I was, I was telling Laura before this when we were eating lunch. Um, the biggest thing I think sticks out to me is my time at 41. I think we, you know, uh, we would serenade the girl floors as part of our extended orientation in the first week. And a bunch of dudes walking around in bright yellow shirts carrying guitars singing that 500 mile song was uh, was pretty key to uh, my time at Laterno. 41 was a big part of it. And then I think just the diversity that's at Laterno that allowed us to start the, you know, the rugby club and bring that culture in and just the, the diversity that's that's at Laterno, uh, just all the different cultures that get meshed together. I think that was a, a big part of it for me as well. Yeah. And I, you know, I think we hear that over and over again. And I think Bill, you would, you would join in this, that that dorm life, that floor life, like that's just an important community for everybody on campus. And in fact, if you're joining us for our reunion or our homecoming next year, uh, floor reunions and dorm reunions are going to be one of the key focuses of our time. So if you're joining us live, feel free to comment below this video. If you've got any questions for Bill or Vincent, uh, I'm happy to put them on the spot. I think that they'll be okay with that. So I got two more questions for you. One, um, how you ended up at Laterno in your major. And then the other one is what's, you know, I think oftentimes we're seen as a sort of, we are a really busy campus and students work really hard, but it's actually the funny memories often convincing. You just kind of pointed this of, of guys walking around in yellow shirts, serenading to 500 miles. We also have a lot of fun. So how'd you end up here? How'd you end up in your major? And what's just a silly fun memory that you remember from your time as a student? Some of you may have seen uh, Calvin Howe, uh, his name around the campus. Uh, he was a big influence in my life, and he was actually the one that introduced uh, me uh, to the, the campus. And so on, like many families do, we took the this off to go look at colleges for the next year, and Laterno was on the trip. Uh, it was about as far as away from Nevada, California that we could go, and and so anyway, I went there. I really loved it. I loved the campus. I love the nostalgia of the World War II barracks actually a lot. And I love the professors and I love their heart for God. So yeah, it was, it was uh, an, kind of an easy decision for me uh, to do that. Although when I arrived in 1980 in August, they're having a heat wave and uh, I have four younger brothers. And so my mom, my dad, my four younger brothers, all our stuff, all my college gear, we drove down from California and it was over a hundred degrees when I moved into dorm 4A. And I just remember just being drenched like I was in a swimming pool. Oh my goodness. And uh, yeah, and, uh, but it was, it was great. And uh, again, you know, it, we drove in a 1972 VW van so uh, air conditioning was non-existent and that it, it was a little bit different back then but i don't remember being hot or uncomfortable not that i didn't but i don't remember whining about it and uh and then and i just remember how fun it was to be part of the dorm activities the, to get to know the new people all those sorts of things again we talk about 
Yes, the, the hall, the trinities, they were definitely luxurious compared to the dorm rooms because <laughs> they were considerably smaller. And yeah, and you, you can so many stories. But anyway, the, uh, again, the the welcome that that we had, some of the practical jokes that we did, uh, were just were just fun, and, and it was all done in good fun, and and I still have really really great friends, you know, from that long ago, and it's and whenever we talk, it's just like like no time has passed. That's awesome. Okay, so Bill, I'm, I'm curious, was getting to move into the Trinities like a rite of passage? Like if you were a freshman, were you stuck in the barracks and the Trinities were only for juniors and seniors because they had already lived through the barracks or was it a mixed bag? You know, did everybody get to enjoy the, the Trinities when they opened? You know, the Trinities being, well, the, the population on campus at the time, it, yeah, they just emptied the barracks and they're being torn down right away. I mean, oh, wow. so we were, we were in the barracks in the fall and we were in the trinities in the in the spring and it was wow. everybody so oh 4a dorm 4 41 dorm 40 all of those and pretty much the only people who were still in barracks after that were uh, the societies because ao hadn't built their their house yet their house yet or any of the other societies for that matter wow Okay, so, I mean, your time here, I mean, the campus transformed. The water tower came down while you were here. The barracks came down while you were here. I mean, it transformed on the on the surface, but it was still the same Letourneau by the time you graduated in some ways. Well, see, that's what I love. I mean, the, the Automotive Society, I mean, you know, when I, when I was emailing you, I put the, the, the scripture there. It's, it's the same verse. And uh, the actually, the old Auto Society came down and the new one, which is the existing building, uh, came up during that time also. Oh, wow. There was a lot okay. of physical uh, transformation. When I came down a couple of years ago, when my son first started too, I was surprised at how big some of the oaks were, where there were no oaks before. Yeah, and uh, I mean that whole <clears throat> that whole uh, well, where you guys uh, ha uh, eat in the cafeteria uh, at Saga, there that was actually our assembly hall. That was our Belcher Center back then. And there were no trees between the Belcher Center and what is, I forget the name of the dorm just across from it. Between Belcher and Tyler, Tyler Hall? Tyler, not Tyler, the one, the new one. Oh, um, South Hall, South Hall. South Hall. So yeah, yeah. of course, South and all, all those tall three-story dorms, they were gone. Okay. And, you know, there were barracks there, but there were no trees at all. It was, um, in fact, one of my younger brothers noted when he pulled away he said, boy, there's a lot of dirt on this campus, <laughs> <laughs> okay, which so became Bill, mud oh, pretty quick. I believe it when the rains came. Okay, so Bill, we've got a controversy that's shown up in our comments. Jim Hooker thought you were a flutter. So are we setting the record straight? Were you a flutter eventually or you weren't a flutter? So my nickname was Wild Bill. Okay. But it's because I wasn't. But I was... <laughs> I was a cook at, at the Hive. So back okay. then, Caleb Letourneau, who was Richard Letourneau's son, Richard Letourneau was a president of the college at the time. But yeah, I never was a flutter. I was always dorm four, but people knew who I was. Fair enough. Well, Vincent, what about you? How'd you end up at Letourneau? How'd you end up in a marketing degree? 
It's it's funny to listen to Bill's stories and have sat with him so long and hear the stories that I heard as at my time at Laterno and hearing like the things that like the big things that went down and Bill was at the center of all those. So maybe that's for another time. <laughs> but uh, no, I I actually kind of got into Laterno as uh, kind of a last minute thing. I had applied to a different engineering college and I missed uh, getting in by like ten points on the SAT math. So. Um, I lived, grew up in Marshall, and so Laterno was always close. I went to soccer camp there. I did an engineering camp there. So, like, I always knew Laterno was there, but it never, like, clicked that, oh, yeah, I could go to school there. So when uh, I didn't get into my first college of choice, I last minute was like, oh, yeah, we can get into Laterno. And Carl Arnold was uh, an, just an admissions counselor then, so he and I kind of uh, hit it off, and we talked and got to know each other. And I also started as an electrical engineer. Um, but I could not nail the theory. And so uh, I could, if I could put my hands on it, I could figure it out. I had an A in DC Electricity Lab, but an F in the class. So at the end of my freshman year, Dr. Nimi was like, maybe it's time to try something different because I had a terrible, terrible GPA. So I went into marketing, or went into business and went into marketing. Uh, really in, enjoyed my my time in, mar in marketing and uh, quickly found that being in the business school, that marketing was where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed enjoyed my time in the business school. We got to do some cool projects. You're talking about entrepreneurial classes. And I noticed that whole lobby in the old business school, that's where you're sitting. It's all yeah. glassed in now. I haven't been back on campus there in a while. So yeah, it's, it was, uh, it's funny. It's good times. Yeah. You know, guys, one of the things that I love about both your stories is you came here as engineers because, of course, that's one of our flagship programs. But you ended up figuring out that there were parts of engineering you still enjoyed, but you both ended up in different degrees. It didn't mean you had to leave and go somewhere else. You still stayed here engaged, and then it did equip you for careers that you guys have been in. Did it, did it feel kind of weird to be shifting degrees, or it just felt like I'm already here, and there are, things, there are people I love and things I care about? Like, How did that transition go for you? For me, it was uh, it was kind of a, not. I mean, I really enjoyed my time at Laterno, but it was kind of stuck. I had a one point one six at the end of my freshman year, Daniel. So transferring anywhere with any <laughs> not an credit was not an option. But I think uh, my first year, I also commuted. So the the second year, I was at Laterno. That's when I got on in dorm forty one, and I think the community there that we developed and all of those friends and uh, relationships that you build is really what what led me to stay there. Because eventually, in business, you know. It's still a hard. It's a hard uh, program, but it's you know the GPA came back up, and you know I had a decision at some point to be like, hey, do I leave or do I stay here? And all those relationships and all of the the things that I really enjoyed were still at Laterno, so transferring really didn't make a lot of sense. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense a lot. Well, I'm glad you guys found a home here. Hey, I'm realizing I enjoy talking with you so much that our time is running away from us pretty quickly. So let's uh, let's transition now. I really want to spend the last ten minutes on the San Franciscan and Silver Grizzly. There's two really important questions that I would like to get answered because I think they'd be helpful for others. Whether you're taking over a company that's floundering or you're starting a new one, that's a pretty scary moment and, and kind of a leap of faith. So I'd love to hear about like, why did you end up making the decisions you guys did to jump into these? And then as you've, you know, Bill, you've been in this now for 12 years. Uh, Vincent, you and the guys have been doing this for three or four years now. There have to have been challenges and moments where you weren't sure it was going to work out what kept you kind of moving through and pressing in and sort of one step in front of the other so bill let's we'll kick it to you kind of how do you make that decision to, to pick up a company that really ha is ready to close its doors 
Interestingly, I, I, I always have to point back to the kind hand of God's providence. You know, I was in public education. I knew that there was not going to be a future there for me. I was always wanting to have some sort of a business that I could create a legacy for my kids. Uh, you can't pass down, you know, public education. The fight for godliness was getting more and more difficult. Uh, that's not to say that's not a battle for some people, but at, at that point in my life, it was not going to be the battle for me. I wanted to do something else. We, uh, we left our hometown. I worked with one of my brothers. By this time, I, of my four younger brothers, three of them were already in the specialty coffee business, and they all had uh, this roaster that was built by a company called Coffee Per Processing Equipment and Repair. Uh, and it was called, it was branded the San Franciscan. Uh, they all loved it. They thought it was great. So I thought, okay, I'm going to do something similar, build a retail roastery. And then, but when I go to the San Franciscan, they're getting ready to shut down. The, the owner, he only had a high school graduation uh, or graduate level, and his son didn't want to follow in his father's footsteps. I needed a job or make, create a business. But while I was pursuing the path that St. Vincent took, this opportunity to buy a manufacturing and then my undergraduate industrial management, it just seemed to fit. I did everything wrong. My friend Cal, Calvin Howe said, don't do it, manufacturing, so I'll go into China, which at the time it was. And I just, I just believed in the brand and I, I believed that I could do it. And so, yeah, it was nerve wracking. But um, I had enough of a piece that I was going to do this with grit and determination. That's what we did. But again, too, there was a time where I had just enough money in the bank to pay the one guy working for me to finish up. And I was going to say, finish up the day. And I said, listen, that's it. But, you know, again, God's kind hand of providence. I get a call. Guy needs a roaster right now. I had one. It is a wire transfer. And I have enough money to make it for the next month. Wow. And I remember sitting on my desk and I wept and I thanked mm. the Lord for his kind, for his kindness toward me, toward my family. And again, it, engineering and entrepreneurial kind of blend in, in my end and it just all worked. And I, again, I, it's not, it, was, it wasn't because I was so brilliant. It was because God was so, so gracious. <laughs> So literally 24 hours, I mean, maybe a little bit more, but in some ways, 24 hours from having to, to close down this thing you just launched into and taken a risk with, and God shows up with just one client who helps those bills, and you had just the right equipment. I mean, that's an amazing story. Well, Vincent, that was the first. Oh, that, sorry, go ahead, Bill. I was going to say, no, that was just the first of, it just, it, it keeps happening, keeps wow. happening. Keep, it's, mm. God didn't, it's not a one-off. It's like, he's, he's, he's like holding my hand all the way. <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm grateful, grateful to the Lord for that. It's a pretty amazing thing. I mean, you take a risk on something, you add on new employees, you're responsible for them and their families. And to know that you're not, in some ways, you're not doing it on your own because you are, you do have a heavenly father who's walking with you and knows what you need is a pretty amazing thing. Vincent, what about you? I mean, I don't know if you and Laura were dating at this point, but you're, you're getting ready to sign to, to join in with guys. You've, you possibly are in a relationship and looking at that and you jump into starting a, a new business in downtown Longview. Uh, it, yeah, it, it was, uh, it was more than that. So we, uh, we started talk. So let's see, I moved 
I moved back home and then moved back to Longview uh, in like 2014, started working at The Bridge, which is a, another local coffee shop here in Longview. And that's really where I got to know Connor, who's my, you know, he and I are the main business uh, owners for the for Silver Grizzly, and we run the run the day to day, and you know, it was through there, and then so we that was in mid 2014, and then by like 2014 2015, we started talking about hey, like we'd really like to see a coffee cart. We thought we had kind of ex exhausted what we could do at the bridge because it was connected to uh, Crossroads Church at the time, and but. At the time, food trucks in Longview were still not really a thing. And so we kind of had to pivot and we kind of just sat down with one of the RDs at Laterno, actually, Christian Lehman. He was a good friend of ours who really got me into coffee. He he helped us through that. And we kind of had the, some of those late night fireside chats with a whiteboard and um, realized in order to do what we wanted to do, we have to do a brick and mortar store. And so I was going into grad school in the fall of 2014, or yeah, 2014. And I was like, hey guys, I'll just put, I'm sure I'll have to do a business plan to get, uh, you know, through grad school. So I'll, uh, we'll just start pulling numbers together, see what it, see what it looks like. And through joking and talking about it at, at the coffee shop, one of our friends who was also connected to Loterno and he was going in through his master's at the time. I was like, hey guys, if you know, I know a guy who has been asking to start a coffee shop if you guys are serious about, about doing this. And we're like, okay, yeah, you know a guy in Longview, Texas, who wants to put in a bunch of money to do what we, the kind of shop we want to do. This was very different than any other shop that is even in this area. And uh, turns out he was right. We met uh, Vance, and Vance and, I, and us had a, a very similar um, thought behind the whole thing. And he was like, hey, uh, go put together a business plan. And so we, you know, Connor had a business degree. Uh, I have a business degree from Moterno and we we're like, okay, sure. So we go and put together a business plan, throw the numbers together. And then we go to Vance's house. We met with his whole family and, you know, he had all, all of his kids were there sitting around his kitchen table who, you know, and it was just like, where, how did we get here? It's the same kind of thing with Bill. It's a very God moment where you're making a business plan pitch to someone at their kitchen table. And at the end of it, you know, he, Vance is a, is a lawyer and has seen a lot of business stuff through his time and he was like man that was like one of the best if not the best business plans i've ever seen like let's go do it and so we did and uh we had you know you're talking about the things that the things that were hard through that whole thing the space we're in now is actually the third or fourth space we looked at and it was across the street from the first one that we looked at where oil horse is now and we knew we wanted to be downtown. It was a big thing uh, that we wanted to do as part of our kind of love letter to Longview. And um, we were really set on this other space. But at the very last minute, we kind of were like, eh, there's just something that's not right. And turns out when we went through the documents and did all the checks, it was something very not right about it. So God definitely talked to us through that one. And we ended up renovating the space we're in now. And yeah, we were, we, we were in it. <laughs> so that's at the time, space. yeah. That was uh so yeah that Laura and I started dating the summer of 2016, which I had was in the middle of my grad school. We were doing renovations at the coffee shop, and Laura and I started dating. So it was a uh, it was a whirlwind time. Oh my goodness! For sure. Wow, yeah. amazing. So it's hard for me to imagine Silver Grizzly anywhere else other than where it is, partly because that's all I know, but also just because it seems to fit so perfectly in downtown Longview and for what we need. Awesome. Well, guys, I want to honor our time. Um, so I, I, one kind of the last question for you. If 
there's an alumni or a uh, senior in college who's thinking either I'm in a business and man, I'm struggling and what do I do? Or I'm thinking about launching out into a business or I'd like to. What advice, you guys are now a few years down the road. I, I know there's still challenges, but you've got some time behind you. What would your piece of advice be? Well, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. And then it, so at the end of the day, if it's not a sin, it's a choice. So gather wisdom from from godly people around you who can give you advice. It may not be, they may, you may not get a consensus. I was, I mean, the most respected person in my world uh, suggested I not take the path I did. I went against that, but you know, you're the one ultimately that's going to be making the decision. Uh, you may fail, and that's always going to be a thing. But you know, failure is always the next step to the next thing. Uh, uh, if you're successful, give credit to where credit is due. Bless the Lord and and keep moving forward. I love that, Bill. If it's not a sin, it's a choice. So seek wise counsel. Give credit to the Lord. Failure is not the end of the world. Um, sometimes failure is, is a thing that just leads us on and kind of guides us. So uh, thank you for that. Uh, Vincent, what about you? Is there is a piece of advice you'd share, whether it's with a senior in college or someone who's just starting out on that road? I think the verse uh, that God doesn't give us a spirit of uh, stress or whatever, but of a sound mind and uh, of power, I think that kind of comes to mind because there have been many times where, especially with the pandemic, right? with COVID where we would just, I'm sitting at this desk going, I, I don't know how we're, how we're going to get through this. You know, you're talking, we were kind of talking beforehand, you know, the, the roaster coming in when it did. And, uh, you know, it kind of gave us an opportunity and it was a blessing in disguise for us to focus on the roastery and launch the roastery in a way that we weren't ready to do. And we kind of launched something we planned on doing in three months over like three days. And, uh, you know, and those kind of things, you got to trust in the people that God gave you as as part of your business team and trust in God that it's it's going to come through. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But I think that one thing that a lot of people underestimate, specifically that we see in Longview and I don't know uh, elsewhere, but people just we you got to you got to it's a long game in business. You got to plan. And the more that you plan, the more you put into the front end, the more that is going to be already done further down the road. Um, doing the plan in the beginning, we, we kind of joke, it's like, if you don't plan to buy it when you start, it's really difficult to buy it along the way. I mean, the roastery took us really two years to make a decision on, and it was, you know, Bill was a big, big integral part of that. Yeah, so I think it's it's a long game, then the better, when well planned out, well thought out is good. And then there's just that leap of faith where you got to trust and you got to know that all that planning that you did and the education that you had and the counsel that you saw is is enough to get you there. Hmm. Vincent, thanks for that. Cause I think what I was struck actually, when you were telling your story earlier that you really guys have been working on a business plan for two or three years before it ever opened. Yep. And then the roaster I didn't realize was a part of that original plan. And that was two years later. Yeah. Um, so just what a, a great encouragement, like don't be in a rush, do the work, do the, the leg work, do the, the front end work, make a plan and be willing to be patient as that comes together um, is, is helpful. Uh, you also pointed something that I completely failed to, to make the connection for our viewers and our listeners, uh, that one of the San Franciscan roasters is actually now here in town, owned by the yep. Silver Grizzly uh, Espresso Company, because they've just launched their roasting, um, which is just a fun overlap between both of you. We've brought Nevada and Longview together uh, with two Laterno graduates, and I love that. 
Well, guys, there is so much more we could talk about. Bill, I, I would love sometime to have you back on to talk about the engineering of the roasters. I'm looking at that. Vincent, I would love to have you back on talking about marketing. So if you guys are open to it, I look forward to a future conversation. But I'm really grateful. Thank you for taking the time to share today with us. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Okay, well, what a great conversation. I come out of these conversations always wishing they were twice as long and maybe someday they will be, but I really appreciate both Vincent and Bill being willing to share with us. Love their hearts for the Lord and, and trusting in the Lord and leaning in Him and wise counsel of those who know Him. Love that they're connected to Laterno in our story. I want to share with you a few announcements. Usually I've done these at the beginning of our time together and today I wanted to do it at the, the back end. So I want to share a couple of important announcements with you coming up in our time ahead. Just a reminder for those of you who are joining us late in this conversation, I am in this wonderful entrepreneurial lab space that our School of Business has, has built. And I encourage you to check out the School of Business at Laterno University. And if you click on the submenu, you can find out more about this entrepreneurial experience, the student plans that have been built and what they're doing, what they get to experience as part of a Laterno education. Well, let me move forward. Got a couple of things I want to share with you here at the end. First of all, we are getting ready to send out our end of September newsletter to just over 13,000 alumni. Uh, that's exciting, and I'm so excited to get some news in your hands about concerts at homecoming next year and a t-shirt contest where you'll be able to win $250 for the best design for an alumni 75th t-shirt. Uh, there's also information there about how we can support and come alongside you and think about the legacy you leave for your family. So if you are not getting that email, make sure to send us an email at alumni at letu.edu. Shoot us a private message on Facebook if you're watching this live or there. Let us know that you'd like to get that, and I'll make sure that you get that. It's probably going to go out on Monday because of some things that we're working on uh, pulling together, and we look forward to getting that out to you. So let us know about that. I want to go ahead and give you a sneak peek at homecoming. There's some other things that are still coming together, and I can't wait to let you know about those. But here's three things we do know about that I'm excited to share with you. Sandy Patty will be coming back to campus on Wednesday night for our concert. Sandy Patty was here in, in the 80s. She was here actually four years ago in 2016, and we are so excited to have her come back and kick off. So if you are able to come to campus early in the week, we would love for you to join us for that special evening with Sandy Patty. Friday morning in chapel, we are excited and uh, honored to have Pastor Tony Evans, who is the founder and senior pastor at Oak Cliff Bible Church in Dallas, here with us in chapel that morning. He'll be speaking to us. In addition, as part of that chapel, we're inviting all of our alumni back who have been part of our choirs or part of the Laterno Singers to join us in a really special choir that morning. You'll be joined by our current student choir directed by Dr. Jim Taylor, the director of our fine arts program, and getting to perform and lead us in worship before Pastor Evans joins us in chapel. So I hope you make plans to join us for that Friday, April 16th. Lastly, want to let you know, for those of you who uh, were here during his tenure, Steve uh, Adele was our former dean of students and, and dearly beloved. Not only was he a, a tremendous blessing to this campus, but he also was a concert pianist. And so he's going to be joining us on Wednesday in chapel of homecoming week to lead us in worship and to play for us. And so if you can, again, if you can join us early in the week on Wednesday, Steve Adele will be here in chapel that morning and we'll have Sandy Patty that evening. And on a Friday, Pastor Tony Evans will be speaking in chapel. We hope you'll join us for those. In between that and after that, there's going to be all sorts of events. So do make sure to go to letu.edu slash homecoming. Sign up for our updates uh, about what's coming so you know when concerts are available and discounts are available because um, there's always a limited number of tickets that we can discount for our alumni. And then in January, registration will open up for homecoming. So we're so excited to, to have you start registering and making plans to come join us from April 14th to April 16th. 
Well, one more announcement for you. We've got two, uh, two podcasts now available for you to hear both from our faculty and our alumni. So if you travel and commute, if you enjoy listening to podcasts, check these out. Snapshots is a podcast put together by our communications and marketing department. And here you get to hear from our faculty, both our senior faculty and our newer additions about their journeys of faith with the Lord, what brought them to Laterno, and what they love about teaching at Laterno. And then these alumni conversations from Facebook, we've turned into a podcast as well. So if you enjoy listening to these over again, but just in your commute, or you know somebody who would enjoy these in a podcast form, search for LETU Alumni Conversations in your favorite podcast app. Well, we've got one last announcement for you. Our Laterno University Foundation is a new initiative uh, in the last couple of years from Laterno to come alongside our alumni and their families and planning the legacy that they leave for their families. One of our deep commitments is a life of faith. And so one of our commitments here is how can we come alongside you and think about your state planning and your legacy planning in a way that instills faith and champions faith in your children and those you leave behind, uh, but also champions the causes that God's put on your heart. So how can we come alongside you and serve you in that way? So I want to encourage you to check out letufoundation.org for more information on that. The newsletter that will come out this next week will also have a video from um, our director, Tom Bevan, on both what God has called him to do through the Laterno Foundation and why he's passionate about helping people plan their legacies uh, that they leave for their families and for the ministries they care about. Well, that is the end of our alumni conversation for today. I am so thankful for the time that you've spent with us and been with us. I hope you've enjoyed it. I sure enjoy getting to talk with Bill and Vincent and our time together. We'll be back, uh, back here in two weeks for our next conversation. I hope you'll join us. But until then, I hope you have a wonderful week. God bless. Continue to be God's hands and feet in the workplaces and the families and the communities that he's called you as you represent Christ and the Laterno community that we might make a difference for our Savior. Take care and we'll see you in two weeks. This episode of Alumni Conversations has been brought to you by Laterno University's Alumni Relations Office, connecting over 25,000 alumni around the world. Find out more by visiting www.letu.com dot edu forward slash alumni.